If you're struggling to lose weight, you've probably heard about weight loss medications like Wigovi or ZepBound, and you might be wondering if they're right for you. Meet Plush Care, a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. If you qualify, they can safely prescribe you medication from the comfort of your own home. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. This is all theater. It's all just political theater. Political theater. Political theater. Pure political theater. Theater. Political theater. The nefarious, significant, and protracted political, political, political theater for political theater's sake. I yield back. From Washington, this is Political Theater, Roll Call's review of the spectacle of politics on Capitol Hill and across the country. I'm Jason Day. There are certain rites of spring in Washington that everyone is familiar with, but were disrupted pretty mightily by the COVID-19 pandemic. Chief among them, things like the Cherry Blossom Festival, which returned this year, and now the White House Correspondents Association Dinner, canceled in 2020 and 2021 because of the COVID-19 pandemic. But it is back this year. It is Saturday night on April 30th. Uh, celebrities will be in town. Uh, White House correspondents will be bringing guests. It'll be a big party and showdown of of, uh, of wit uh, with Trevor Noah hosting, and Joe Biden uh, will make, be making an appearance. Uh, the first time a sitting president has done so since 2016 for this event. Niels Lesniewski, our chief correspondent here at CQ Roll Call and White House correspondent, has looked at uh, looked over some of the comments that previous presidents have made, and we're going to talk about some of the themes there. But first, Niels, let's talk a little bit about what's a little different. Um, this, this is the first White House Correspondents' Dinner since 2019, rather abruptly canceled in April, right at the beginning of the pandemic uh, in, in 2020, and then canceled again last year because of some of the same concerns. But it's back on, what are some of the things that are going to be different that we will notice uh, in our post, uh, uh, we're in the aftertimes now, right? <laughs> right. So what will look very similar to the past is we are still expecting uh, something on the order of 2,600 people in the ballroom at the Hilton on Connecticut Avenue uh, in in Washington, D.C., just north of, of DuPont Circle. Uh, but this year, everyone who is attending is being required uh, to both have been fully vaccinated against COVID-19. And also, uh, we've all been instructed to download an app that they are going to be using to verify both vaccination status and to demonstrate a, a negative test on uh, Saturday. And, and so they're, they're, they're really trying to avoid as best as possible with an event with that many people, a recurrence of what happened at uh, the much smaller uh, gridiron dinner a few weeks ago, uh, where there was a significant outbreak, uh, but they also did not have exactly the same kind of requirements uh, for attendees. And so so the White House Correspondents Association is is trying to avoid a repeat. But a lot of the risk associated with the weekend will not be with the dinner itself, right? So so what we're what we know is first of all, 
administration officials, including the vice president, who currently uh, is uh, was asymptomatic, at least as of uh, on Wednesday, uh, and and seems to be doing well. But 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 she tested positive for COVID earlier this week. Uh, it's continuing to swirl around. And the question I think will be is what goes on with some of these parties that are being thrown by news organizations and lobbyists, uh, some of which have testing requirements, some of which may not have testing requirements. Uh, there's a lot of sort of ancillary events uh, that may not have the same sort of protocols in place that we'll see uh, at the Hilton on Saturday night. Right. And that that may even include parts of the Hilton. I mean, some of the some of the pre parties before the event are actually on the Hilton grounds, just not in the in the ballroom. They have to show a ticket to get into the ballroom area. But like the surrounding areas like the bar and so forth. I mean, that's open to guests uh, of of the hotel who are not uh, in town for the White House Correspondents Dinner. And um, as as you said, I mean, it, it seems a little more sedate. Than in previous years, I mean, maybe the height of it, uh, you know, it's, it's been affectionately or disaffectionately <laughs> referred to as nerd prom was, a, I feel like is about 10 years ago. I mean, it, the place was just sort of gaga. You know, there were a lot of celebrities uh, that were showing up. The uh, Gangnam style guy <laughs> from, from Korea <laughs> was here at one point and Angelina Jolie and so forth. And we still expect some of those people, but I, I just can't help but think that, you know, even with his eager as people are to shed the masks uh, and, and, and sort of say like, I'm fully vaccinated and safe. It, it just seems like it's not, there isn't as much of a party time theme that, that I've picked up on at least. No. And I, and I haven't picked up on uh, nearly as much of it either. Uh, I do know that the, the traditional garden brunch is happening on uh, Saturday afternoon um, but, you know, it, they, these events will be going on, but I don't get the sense that it is quite as um, going to be quite as inundated uh, with celebrities as we have uh, seen in some past years. Uh, maybe the most interesting name on the celebrity front that I've actually seen uh, so far is that there, there's word out there that Martha Stewart will be attending the, the dinner, which leads me to the inevitable question. What does she think of the food and the wine that is served at the Hilton, and uh, does it live up to her standards? And my and my immediate question on that too is a follow: is will her uh, frequent uh, compadre Snoop Dogg uh, be <laughs> be attending also, and would they be serving uh, his wine, uh, which I've ha- had the misfortune of drinking every once in a while uh, when I'm caught off guard. No, no offense. It's just a, not to my taste. Um, the, uh, the the Snoop Dogg one, which I, it's like nineteen crimes, I think is called, is the label. Anyway, uh, yeah, he and Martha Stewart have a, a good relationship uh, the, on you know at least on reality TV and so forth. So we'll we'll see about that. Um, no, I, I I wanted to come back just a little bit to the um, the vax and and negative test requirement. I I. As a as a member uh, like you of the White House Correspondents Association, I've gotten you know followed along with the protocols. I mean, th- th- this is among the more stringent um, requirements that I've seen recently. I mean, I attended South by Southwest, and you know, I, I signed up for Clear uh, in that case, uh, and they required you know like just a they they just wanted to see where you know whether you're vaccinated or not with with different to get into events, and you showed them Clear. This is 
uh, vaccination and negative tests uh, it, it with, within the same day. And when I was uploading the app, which is Bindle, I believe it's called, right? Uh, if, if I have that right. Yes. <laughs> um, they you know, you have to punch in your, it's sort of an honor system of like, you know, you, you take a picture of your Vax card or use the QR code that you got from, from being vaccinated and you have to punch in the dates and it's, they're considering, it seems like as if they're considering fully vaccinated three, uh, like the booster two at this point in some cases. So, so, you know, you punch in all that information. And then I went to, you know, next to get my pass for the, just to see what would happen after I'd uploaded the vaccination status on the, um, to get the dinner pass. And it said fail because I hadn't uploaded the negative test. So it, it's a little weird. It's one of those things that we just had not, <laughs> um, hadn't really thought about a, a few years ago, even though it is a giant petri dish in that basement uh, ball, ballroom. Uh, if for for those of you who have not who are listening and have not been uh, to one of these dinners, it is the biggest basement I've ever seen in my life. I mean, yes, it is a ballroom, but it is it is ultimately a basement, <laughs> and it's just huge. There's just thousands of people there. You know, like one one of the things I realized where people were kind of getting back where things might be returning a little bit to normal was that we, you know, we were pitched uh, ourselves on, on some celebrity guests. And that was, that, that to me was a signal, you know, that like, Oh, okay. This, the, the business of attending this is back too, because uh, a lot of this is, you know, people have agents and they want their, their get their clients to get in here and and a lot of them too had some at least some connection to like say the creative coalition or things like that and so i i feel i take that as a good sign that people are returning uh even in this weird environment i i certainly concur that it, it, it's a it's a positive sign uh and yeah a lot of the the celebrities who will be attending i would think this year in particular um, there, in the old days, you would get people who were there primarily for the purposes of promoting a movie to movie or launching a new album or a tour or something of that sort. Uh, a lot of the names that I have seen uh, that have been in circulation so far are uh, people who either have connection to the Creative Coalition or people who have connections to international relief efforts charity projects or they have uh you know the the business of hollywood the business of uh theater you know the amount of frankly federal money that has been flowing into broadway and to uh the various arts industries in the last couple of years because of the pandemic and because of you know, theaters literally being shut down all across the country uh, and, and movie studios and things having to delay productions endlessly uh, has given sort of more of a direct business line with the lobbying efforts of these organizations uh, to, to Capitol Hill, to the White House. Uh, it was always there, but it sort of more obvious how dependent a lot of these uh, businesses came uh, in the entertainment space became on 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 Washington and and you know the amount of money that had to go out uh, to to keep um, you know huge populations of jobs afloat in the entertainment business. Uh, 
uh, is a reality that I think will be really present this weekend. And and we should note too that the I mean the 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 celebrities get a lot of ink, you know, if if you will, about about this. There's always questions about like, it, you know, is this you know a, a, an appropriate sort of relationship between journalists and sources, you know, like the that you know we are bringing guests and so forth of of people we cover. A lot of what gets lost here is that the dinner once you know once they pay for you know the expenses associated with the dinner, this goes to scholarships for you know White House Correspondents Association young journalists, you know p- p- college kids and so forth, and students that. Are are looking to you know crack into the business. Those thirty one recipients of scholarships will be at the dinner. Uh, they'll have we'll we'll do a luncheon for them this Friday, uh, and then you know we we also got some guidance too of like a little bit of the programming. I think we can we can share this that they'll be awarding lifetime achievement uh, career achievement awards. The two first. Uh, black women in in the press corps, uh, Alice Dunnigan, Ethel Payne uh, in the White House, and and they'll play actual recordings of them asking Dwight Eisenhower questions uh, in 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 the White House. Uh, and so, you know, the, the, this again, it's it's always you know the, the people can sometimes look askance at like these big spectacles, people you know, powerful people wandering around uh, glamorous settings with tuxedos on, but there's quite a bit of money that goes to good causes and, and recognizing things. And I think that that's, uh, you know, I wanted to note that, that we're, again, we're, we're interested parties, right? We're both members of this association. Uh, but I do think that this is, you know, the, the, the whole point of it sometimes barely gets mentioned. No, I, I think that's important. And a lot of what the um, Correspondence Association actually does in its day-to-day existence uh, can get criticism uh, from from folks in the in the Twitterverse and the like, but uh, to be someone who gets all of the logistical emails that come in uh, from the association president uh, Steve Portnoy of CBS News Radio and uh, Tamra Keith from NPR, who will be uh, coming in, there are endless logistical challenges of following the president of the United States. Everything from, you know, not knowing when or where he may be traveling on a given day to uh, having to prepare uh, pools of reporters to go to events on fairly short notice that the vice president or, or the second gentleman or the first lady may be doing to Literal issues with the workspace. The the White House basement, where our desk is located, is prone to leaks. There is water that is constantly having to be uh, dealt with. There's a big renovation project coming up. There are, you know, one of the biggest uh, challenges is is that their vending machines were either always out of stock or not functioning. And people would literally be there for hours and hours and hours with nowhere to get food because they were waiting to see whether or not uh, the president, uh, whether it's Biden or or former President Trump or whomever, uh, would have anything uh, added to the schedule at the last minute. Yeah. No, it, it's it, there's a lot that goes into it, and you know my hats are off. And my hats, my several hats are are off uh, to to the association for allowing us to do our jobs and and to you know make sure that the public knows what the president is doing. So 
as I mentioned at the top uh, of, of the podcast, uh, Joe Biden will be attending. He will not be going to the dinner uh, it, itself. Uh, this is another nod to the pandemic. Uh, they don't want to expose him to too many germs, uh, but but he will be making comments. Uh, uh, and we expect some, you know, probably some good natured ribbing of different people uh, in, in the room and, and out. Trevor Noah will be the MC. Uh, th- there's a little bit uh, you, you you have you've written um, based on some information that we got from uh, our our colleague Bill Frischling at, at Fact Squared, which is another division of, of Fiscal Note, like CQ Roll Call. Bill put together some information for you and gave you like sort of a, what what presidents dating back to Ronald Reagan, who had attended in person, said. The, the reason we chose Reagan was seems kind of like that's the beginning of the modern era for the correspondence dinner. Uh, and also he's a, a, you know, he's the first actor uh, who became president uh, or at least Hollywood star uh, who, who became president. And you saw some, some symmetries. And the first one is just simply that the last president, Barack Obama, uh, who attended in person, he shared a stage with Larry Wilmer of the of previously of the daily show uh, and Biden Barack Obama's vice president and now president will be uh, sharing the the uh, stage with Trevor Noah, uh, the host of the Daily Show. What what do you expect, just based on what previous presidents have said about what Biden might uh, say? Well, so the 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 thing I found the the most sort of amusing in the uh, discovery process of going back through this data was that. There were some recurring themes of jokes over the years, right? So, so Bill Clinton, for instance, had a recurring bit, uh, and he tended to. There was one year where he talked about, um, well, the museum was first opening. Now, for those of you who remember the museum on Pennsylvania Avenue, which is no more. Before that, the museum was out in Arlington, Virginia, uh, and I think it was that location that was opening up. Beautiful and, downtown Roslyn. Uh, and before that was going opening up, so so um, President Clinton made some jokes about what he thought he would see uh, in the new museum, including a hall of anonymous sources. Uh, and anonymous source jokes are always a good um, a good one for the president, uh, and expect some ribbing of various correspondents, particularly people with front row seats in the press briefing room, the Sam Donaldsons of our day. Um, so it wouldn't be at least it wouldn't be the least bit surprising if Peter Ducey of Fox News were to to become the, the subject of a butt of some kind of a joke. Um, the one that I don't know whether or not the president will dare go near is that uh, the correspondence dinner, uh, coincides with the closure of CNN Plus. And yeah. so the the sort of third rail of media conversations that, that President Biden could get into uh, might be uh, a CNN Plus joke. And I bring that up because there, w- there have been cases, um, Reagan, I believe, made jokes about ABC's financial condition. Okay. Back in the whole Capital Cities days before they were part of the Walt Disney Company. Uh-huh. Uh, and so so it is, would not be unprecedented to make make jokes at the expense of of a uh, a, a news 
entity's uh, financial situation. I would guess, if I had to make hazard a guess, I'd say that he probably avoid the whole CNN Plus thing just because it. Anytime you're talking about the closure of something so quickly, and you know the loss of jobs and so forth, that's probably not a great look for a president who is is being criticized for his handling of the economy. <laughs> to, to joke about it, um, I mean, what, one of, one of the things I, I uh, you know you know from your story too uh, is that some things never seem to change. Uh, in in 2014, you know, Obama discussed Vladimir Putin's invasion of Crimea and was throwing some jabs at, at Republicans who were uh, saying that Putin was a strong leader. And I think he quoted Pat, Pat Buchanan as saying, Putin should get the Nobel Peace Prize. And I think your 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 quote of Obama was, they, they give that thing out to just anybody these days, which, and the punchline is... That President Obama had, of course, already received it by then. <laughs> right. So, yeah, it, it's a, it's an interesting, you know, mix of, you know, jabs at, at the media, at fellow politicians and so forth. And then every once in a while, I mean, who knows, you know, what happens? I mean, like the, the thing that is still such a kind of weird, chilling thing is that like, you know, in 2010, uh, you know, Obama, um, is it 2010 or 2011, uh, when he, he went to the dinner and then went back to the White House and, and like oversaw the, the execution of, of Osama bin Laden. <laughs> I mean, right. it was just, you're just this like, you know, oh, we didn't see that coming. Um, <laughs> I uh, I mean that that was uh, among the most like wow he really does have ice in his veins doesn't he? <laughs> that was of course perhaps one of the most remarkable moments of the whole dinner. That was 2011. 2011, yes. He goes through, gives the the routine uh, as as if nothing is going on uh, on the other side of the world, and then 11:30 Sunday evening or thereabouts, uh, he makes an address to the nation and formally announces that Osama bin Laden is dead. Yeah. And so, you know, you never really know what the president is actually up to, uh, even during the correspondence center. Right. And we should note too that the that famous uh, photograph of the the moment that the raid in in Pakistan is happening on the bin Laden compound. Uh, there's there's Joe Biden uh, right right there in the room right ne- right next to him. So it's uh, really you never know what will happen at these things. So well, Niels, uh, thank you for going through the reams of data uh, that that Bill at Fact Squared uh, sent along your way. Your your, uh, your story will be up on roll call. Uh, it's our little entry to the uh, the the nerd the nerd prom uh, previews. Uh, there there's uh, I think I think we. We kind of welcome it back a little bit with trepidation. You and I will be there. We'll see how it goes as we step back into this uh, new world. I think this is a this is an interesting, one of the more interesting steps of it. Thank you. Thank you.